How in the world do you cast a vote on something that impacts the education of children with these arbitrary limitations? That change was made by five members behind closed doors. I mean, we talk about important things in these meetings. I have some concerns with the financials and then I'm cut off because I only have two minutes. I've never seen these type of limitations, especially on elected officials. What kind of impact do you think that has? Welcome to the Weston and Bone Report podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Weston. And I'm Mary Bone. And we are here because we are two moms in Round Rock ISD who somehow happen to get elected to their local school board. We've been on the board for about three years now, and we think it's time to share with the community our experiences and perspectives as both parents and trustees. So let's get started. Today's episode is going to uh, be called More Than Two Minutes. And this topic really stems from a new policy change uh, that has been uh, ushered in by the Round Rock ISD board majority, where they are changing the amount of time that an elected official in the school board meeting can even speak. So we want to talk about our thoughts today and share our concerns with you. You know, school board meetings are very long. They're five hours, six hours, seven hours, and it's not realistic for you know, the average person who's living, working, raising their family to watch these lengthy school board meetings. So what we're going to try to do is highlight important changes and current events with you that we think you should know about so you can draw your own conclusions about what's going on. So Mary, tell me about, I think it was last uh, month or in recent weeks, um, there was some radical changes that the board majority voted um, as far as limiting a trustee's ability to speak in a meeting. Can you kind of say what that change was? Yeah, sure. I, I'd like to start back actually with how that change was made. Um, that change was made by five members going into a room behind closed doors and then coming out and surprising both you and I because we were not able to make it to that meeting and voting on changing board rules that would only allow trustees two minutes to speak on an agenda topic and ask questions for only two minutes. So the things that are discussed in these board meetings, you know, we're discussing topics. We've got 46,000 students. We've got 6,000 employees. Um, we've got 55, 56 campuses. There's a lot of moving parts. You know, we're talking about children and their education. I mean, we talk about important things in these meetings, right? I mean, this is our opportunity to ask questions. What kind of impact on these topics do you think limiting a trustee to only being able to speak for two minutes on each topic, what kind of impact do you think that has? Sure. I think one of the best examples was at the last meeting when we showed up and this new rule was implemented. And on that agenda was the Certified Annual Financial Report which this is the report that we are required to review every year and vote on as a board. And it goes over all the financials of our district, which as you know, is over half a billion dollars. And so it's very significant. And I was trying to ask some questions. I have some concerns with the financials and then I'm cut off because I only have two minutes. So I'm not able to ask all of my questions. The community can't hear all the questions that I have to ask and I can't get the answers that I need. Um, really to stay informed and make the big decisions that we have as trustees. And I'd be interested, I mean, how do you feel it's impacting you? Well, I take my job, obviously, for people who don't know, as school board members in Texas, we don't get paid to do this. So this is, I think for us, this is a passion for us. We're both moms. We both have you know, children that we love very much. Uh, we both have a record of service in the, the myriad of ways throughout our lives. And so you know, we take this very seriously. 
And the only time that us as trustees can come together, all seven of us, to talk about these topics is in a board meeting. So I'm deeply troubled by this because I can't help but wonder, given the consequential nature of the topics that come to the board of trustees, how in the world do you discuss, deliberate, and then cast a vote on something that impacts the future and the education of children with these arbitrary uh, uh, limitations. And, and here's the thing, Mary, I mean, you and I, you know, we we watch commissioner court meetings, we watch state board of education meetings. You and I, we watch lots of city council meetings. We are not neophytes when it comes to, uh, um, you know, official business in, in meetings of governmental bodies. Have you ever seen, have you, do you have any exposure to this kind of radical limitation on the members of these bodies being able to discuss and deliberate topics? Yeah, that's a really good question. I have never seen in my whole life in all the organizations, all the government uh, meetings that you talk about that I've watched, I've never seen these type of limitations, um, especially on elected officials. Um, and in fact, Robert's rules, I, I believe they recommend 10 minutes at at the least, and that's usually for a very large organization, um, you know, such as like the House of Representatives that have many members. Our board is only seven people, um, and our boards are much. Our board meetings are much more informal, also. Um, so yeah, this limit of two meetings, it is a very interesting number. And I think that kind of leads me to what I really want to talk to you about in this podcast, which is why, why. Why do something that is so unusual, so out of the ordinary, so out of the bounds of normal normalcy uh, from all these different governmental bodies we see around the state, including, you know, we have 1,200 school districts in the state of Texas. Some people don't realize just how many there are. Round Rock ISD is the 21st largest. Um, but why do you think, well, and, and before I say that, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, our listeners should know that if they go back and they watch the school board meeting, where this came up, they'll hear the other trustees say, well, we don't want to have long meetings. And they really point to a long meeting adjourning at midnight or 1 a.m. as the as the reason for this. Now, I don't believe that that is true. I, I believe that there are other motives. I'd like to know your thoughts. Yeah, I, I recall also they, you know, they didn't want people grandstanding. Um, I will also point out that even at the last meeting that this rule was very difficult to implement that there's you know a lawyer that's being paid to set at our board meetings now and time folks and these meetings also become conversational because we're trying to do business and actually have a conversation with the administration and we're trying to go back and forth and so it gets very difficult to time certain people so as i pointed out at the board meeting it appears that this is really to limit a couple of us um, that have a voice that doesn't agree sometimes with the majority. And it really seems to be limiting the, the minority voice on the board. Um, it also, I will say, it appears to be protecting the administration. If you recall a few meetings ago, um, sometimes when I start doing my questioning and I've you know prepared for the meetings and really dug into the data and we get to the meetings, I'll have questions that you know are or maybe not so easy to answer from the administration, or maybe it's not going to, you know, put good light on the administration. And I actually believe um, one of the trustees made the comment that they didn't want, you know, the administration to kind of be, you know, sideswiped by a, you know, a question. But and, and as I pointed out, you know, these folks, these administration, 
you know, our, our listeners should know these administration folks are all making over six figures, um, some of them into the high six figures with the superintendent making well over $350,000 a year. And in my world that I live in, um, working with high level executives, those people should be able to answer these any any question I have, they should be able to answer them or they should just be able to tell me, I'll get back to you. And would you say that, you know, because again, they point to, well, we can't have meetings that end at midnight or one o'clock in the morning. Well, then my question is, and what I always wondered, well, then why did we never as a board discuss how to be more efficient and smarter in our board meetings? Why did we never have the opportunity as a board to say, you know, are we doing a good job with agenda setting? Are we doing a good job with... um you know the 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 housekeeping that go, that is involved with arranging a, a board meeting, um, and we never even had that conversation. So I think you're right. I agree with you. I think that this is an effort to silence. And, and, you know, let's say it, you know, you and I are two members of the board who often disagree with the majority. Uh, we come very prepared to meetings. I think that frustrates our colleagues, uh, the other five. And I think that they show up to these meetings and I think they just want to rubber stamp whatever the administration wants because I think they view their jobs differently. I think you and I, you know, we, we revere the fact that these are open meetings. We are very respectful of the fact this is where the public and parents and staff can observe their government in, in action. And we believe that they have a right to have a transparent open government. And we want to talk about these things publicly. But this, this two minute, two minute limitation on our ability to ask questions and then speak, I think, is, is the real, because we make them look bad with our questions, we expose things, we make we inform the community, and I think they don't want that. So I, I think you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, I think the average person, you know, we're, we're recording this podcast here in Round Rock ISD, and there are obviously students all around us right now, and we're near many schools. I think they don't understand that this is going on. And I guess to wrap up this topic of the limitation and, and the silencing of trustees, which you know obviously trickles down to how we treat the public, um, do you think that people would be surprised to learn that the board majority, and let me be clear, you and I voted no on these changes. We, yeah, you know, So we're on the record uh, that we oppose this because you shouldn't make policy for who is elected in office today. You should make policy for the long term, no matter who's in office. And you never, today you might be in the majority, it's one day you might find yourself in the minority. But do you think that our community would be surprised to know that the board majority has inflicted such restrictive limitations on speech in board meetings. I do. I think not only our community, but other communities in Texas and honestly across the country. I was just talking to another uh, trustee in the state and they were really concerned that other boards will start implementing policies like this um, because we know that's how it works, right? You see one board do it and then another board does it. And this is really a way to limit, again, we're elected officials. We were elected um, into our offices just like everybody else. And we shouldn't have our speech limited on the dais. We are there representing um, our, you know, the community as we see it. And, and we're asking questions and we're asking good questions. Um, and like you said, there, there's other ways to do this, but limiting speech, um, it's a first, you know, we have first amendment rights. There's a reason the first amendment um, and I do know that can be a little bit limited on the dais, but I think as Americans, we hold, you know, free speech, um, open speech, specifically asking questions um, to very high standards and very open. But I do believe our 
our board is closing that down. Um, and I think, you know, we'll have to have another podcast on, you know, this is already expanding to uh, the public, right? They, they also did some policies that are going to limit the speech of our public in our board meeting. So we'll have to talk about that in a, a podcast too. Well, I really, bringing, I really appreciate you bringing that up because that is exactly right. I look forward to the podcast where we can talk about some of the radical changes that the board majority is now inflicting um, on, on our own community members. So thank you for bringing that up. And I uh, had a good time talking today on our first podcast look forward to the next.